Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony Denardo. With me, we have Connor in the house tonight. On a, Hello. On a Saturday, on the fifth Pirates victory in a row. How are you doing today? I am very happy that that game is over. <laughs> yes, and in a victory as well. It makes the night a lot easier. Yeah, it does. Because I don't think... I'd have had a hard time tuning that one out mentally if they had blown it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't the greatest game. <laughs> and I feel like that was how we talked yesterday for the most part. And Mitch Keller had a great pitching performance yesterday. That was that. Outside of that, there was a lot of, eh. Luckily, neither, they won it in extras. Neither team tonight, deserved to win that. Yeah. Tonight was, was just bad all around. It was the battle of bad. But guess who was less bad tonight? The Pittsburgh Pirates, who now have 63 wins on the year. Yay. 100 losses is out. It's gone. And as you can tell, we're both just so pleased about it. <laughs> I'll say this. I've given this team a lot of, a lot of shit for a lot of reasons. And it's not as if they're not undeserving of it, but and it's weird. I'm not, I'm not out here going to tout that they're playing good baseball, but they're winning baseball games. And I can't ask for much more because we know, and, and welcome to the NS9 post game show for this entire year. And you're now seeing how this is a grind, right? So it's much easier to do these post game shows when the pirates win. And, you know, again, mentioning as I was on last night and tonight now, both games are looking like they're going towards L's. Both games are looking towards, wow, we are going to really lay into some people. And they won. So let's talk positively. Uh, and let's start off by the hero of the night, Joshua Palacios, once again, who has one role and one role only on this team. And that's simply to win baseball games. Uh, he's the anti-Jack Sawinski. He really is. He really that's is. That's... It's just, it's so incredible because anytime you need like a clutch hit, a clutch home run, he's the guy this season. Like, and every other at bat that he comes up, he is just dog crap. You're, I mean, that's the thing. We talk, talk in time and time again. It's just Joshua Palacios is not a good baseball player. He has all these moments and people are captivated by the moments. And they disguise his play. And people think that like Joshua Palacios is a good baseball player. But the thing is, you can't deny these moments. And I don't understand. I don't understand how when Josh Palacios is up the bat in the ninth inning, down by one run, he turns into Barry Bonds. And once again, any other time, he's Josh Vameter. I, I don't get it. I don't I believe in like a clutch factor a little bit. Like there, there's something well, there's, to it, right? There's only been, there are very few hitters that over the course of an entire major league career are genuinely clutch. David Ortiz is like the best example of that. He, you know, made a hall of fame career out of being bigger in the moment. He was. He, Move out the way, David Ortiz. Here comes Joshua Palacios. <laughs> but it's not to burst anybody's bubble, but it is generally a fake stat <laughs> being clutch is generally not a thing. 
so this just it's it's very not sustainable but i will absolutely enjoy it while it lasts yeah i, I look at it more this way there's i think you clutch... can i think you can shrink from the moment but i don't think you can that's be what's going better than your innate ability in the moment right i that's think kind of what i was alluding to and it's those the david ortiz those are the freak outliers that doesn't happen you know normally players go up and down throughout their entire career based on you know swing decisions and small sample size in clutch situation i mean it's the sample sizes you're working with here are relatively small so there's there's just so much variance in it that it's just not never a consistent thing except for those aforementioned extreme outliers like ortiz right so, so it's just like here we are with it once again, just talking about Joshua Palacios. And and I hate, I mean, deep down, I I don't want him on the team next year. Like they should have better. But then there's a part of me that just says, you know what? Keep him as a 26th man. Like let's let him ride on the bench. Give him 30 plate appearances next year as the 26th man, and all 30 come in in the ninth inning or <laughs> that's it. Because he will go like 25 of 30. <laughs> Have like 17 home runs. Are we gonna have like an NS9 in the offseason that's like does Josh Palacios fill a new role in the sport of baseball? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that you're allotted 26 players, they're leading towards all these relievers that can pitch like three or four innings. So the stress isn't on the bullpen anymore. I mean, you figure if you're gonna have a five-man rotation plus all these guys they have in the bullpen that pitch three or four, right? You, you don't need those guys in the bullpen as much. So just have Josh Palacios sit on the bench. He has 30 at-bats next year. Call it a day. He is go And with 30 at-bats, he is going to be an 11-war player. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> but I'm um, like, for real, though, like I, I hate deep down, you have to realize he's he's not that great of a baseball player. But holy hell. It's fun. This is fun. <laughs> He's, I mean, and he's got power. He the does. raw, the raw is there. It's just he's not, he's not a good hitter. Until, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, kudos to Joshua Palacios. Uh, big moment, and like it was a big moment there too. Because think about this: Andrew McCutcheon gets hit. Which, by the way, Cardinals. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta stop you. This is not a comp. It's not a comp. It's, it is. It's, no, it's not. I mentioned David Ortiz exclusively for like being the most absurd clutch hitter no. of all time. It's David Ortiz was good outside of those situations too. He was just absurdly good in them. It's, it's not comp. That's the new title of this YouTube as well. <laughs> it's. Connor's Connor compares Joshua Palacios as being the new David Ortiz. Are you gonna? <laughs> this is my second time to own you in like I'm gonna a week and a half. Kill you if you put that as the title <laughs> for this. But no, I mean, dead serious. Uh, it was such a big moment. And again, like we talked, like Andrew McCutcheon gets hit. You get a guy on base. Like, and, like that was Andrew McCutcheon has killed the Cardinals over the years, and he's had big hits over the years. And number 300 would have been a really big hit right then and there to tie the ball game. And he gets hit. And you're thinking, uh-oh, he's on base now. Connor Joe's up. And we've talked how good Connor Joe has been. And Derek Shelton says, 
I'm replacing you, putting in Joshua Palacios. And deep down, I said, oh, boy, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's... But then that little part of my heart said, but it's Joshua Palacios, and it's the ninth inning, and they're down by two, by one. And he came through. Connor, he came through. I, I, that it did feel like the kind of thing in the moment that like didn't make sense. I know Joe's been worse against right handed pitching, but he still has an OPS of like 731, which is better than Palacios as versus either platoon split. Right. So it was just like it felt like playing the matchups when you didn't when you don't have the players to play the matchup, but it worked. So I was I was ready to rip Shelton for that. So remember when we talked about how this game, like last night game, was going towards a loss and you're gonna lay into somebody? That was that scenario. Like that was part of it. Why are you pinch hitting Josh Palacios for Connor Joe right now? And Connor Joe's been producing of recent. Well, we know why. We know why. Neil is he is just revering in all of his joy right now. The Derek Shelton masterclass. He had the gut no. feeling of Josh Palacios. There are so many things that Shelton did wrong tonight and just got away with. Like he like Falter should not have been lifted after 70 pitches. I understand he's the bulk guy and like, I can't be that upset about it because he is the bulk guy, but he's gone up to 90 pitches this year. He's consistently yeah. been in the high eighties. I didn't, especially when they need innings as much as they do. It's that, that one really confused me. And it was to bring in Colin Selby who has absolutely no idea where it's going. You know, the stuff's good, but it's just the Johan Ramirez thing where, like, if you have no idea where it's going, you're just not a good pitcher. Right. And, of course, Selby gave up the single and the homer to blow the lead. And I was like, well, you know, that'll be it. And I'm going to, you know, roast Shelton tonight. <laughs> or, you know, I thought I was going to roast Shelton before because – Andahar's hitting six ahead of Pagaro. Another reason. Yeah, another thing we could have talked about tonight, but we'll lay low on that. Uh, but but right, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, I mean, I don't know. I get your point on Falter. He pitched well enough. I mean, so he goes 3.2 today, one hit, one earned run, two Ks. Of course, the hit was the home run that he gave up. Um, he pitched fine. There's not still not too much that really excites me with Falter, but he pitched fine. And I guess I kind of look at it as like he did what he needed to do. You know, when Hatch went 2.1, which, by the way, didn't look good either. Um, he gave up three. Yeah. Though, two really. And we can discuss that a little bit here in a, in a, in a moment too. But he goes 2.1. Falter goes 3.2. I, I kind of look at it as like they both did what they needed to do. It's just Selby also just didn't perform well. And he has up to this point for the most part. Um, you know, Tyler and I talked about him a little bit last night. I'm not fully really, really intrigued with Selby. I think he's fine. I think he's okay. Uh, and tonight he just, it wasn't good. I don't, I don't think Selby's anything. I really don't. I don't I'm think willing. 
I don't think you can be a major league pitcher having control that bad. Yeah. I'm not ready to write the book on him is really just where I'm at. I'm ready to still see him for the rest of the year. Further my decision there. But like at this point though, like I'm not <laughs> you guys love to throw out the intrigue word on me, right? How I say it so much. I'm not intrigued with Selby. I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm willing to let him pitch the uh the rest of the year. But like as I mentioned, he does go just point one innings, gives up two hits, two earned, uh, no strikeouts. Oh, I'm sorry. I did I say 70 pitches for Falter? You did. I'm sorry, 43. Oh, so even less. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I apologize. That was a brain fart. Either way, though. Um, so yeah, I mean the pitching the pitching wasn't great today. Uh, and mainly the hatch to begin is my uh, hatch and Selby, honestly. Uh, like you mentioned, Hatch goes 2.1. Now, he did give up three runs, but technically, can we can we say it was just two for him? How does Contreras get on base by bunting and clearly bunting and not laying off the bunt? I know you can't review it, and that's technically why he's on base, but like he should not have been on base. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> okay. But again, I guess I'm, I'm just going to... I'm not going to go and give Thomas Hatch the benefit of the doubt. Well, I'm just going to say, deservingly so, he shouldn't really have probably had three, most likely, or at least that bat should have finished out. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm, I don't see much in him. For all the guys they have brought over recently that we've kind of poo-pooed on, Obviously, like one being Andre Jackson. I'm intrigued by Andre Jackson, right? Like, man, Brucky. I mean, the moment Brucky was rostered on this team, we were laying into everything. And honestly, Brucky's like one of the better relievers on this team right now as he performed today as well. Uh, so it was like for some of the guys they've been bringing over, I'm not really with <laughs> it with Hatch right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's There's... There's something, there might be something there, but he's just a guy. I think his uh, best case scenario is he is just a guy. Yeah, I think the performance that you've gotten out of him is probably the best case scenario that you get out of a Thomas Hatch. Um, they clearly went with him because of the extension. Um, it's similarly to Bailey Falter. That's why they targeted him in the Castro's trade. So he did have, I know um, back in 2020 hatch did have a decent season as a reliever. Um, but since then it's been mostly as a starter before this year, but I, I don't know there, there could be something, but it, the, your ceiling there is like the last guy in the bullpen. Yeah. Which, let's cut that out then. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, also this is kind of why maybe you pick up someone on waiver claims so you don't have this situation today. But that's another topic for another day, maybe. I digress. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, again, the, the biggest thing today was Hatch and Selby. They didn't perform well. Um, but... I mean, it kept going back and forth. The, you know, the Cardinals took a 3 nothing lead right away. 
Pirates come back to get the lead. Cardinals right away get the lead again when Fall takes the home run. Pirates come back. I mean, it was a uh, it was one of those games. Like I said, it wasn't a good played baseball game, but it was one that kept you kind of interested, and uh, the whole way through. And like I mentioned, the Pirates took the lead. Then they go down once again, and you think this game is all over with. Joshua Palacios hits the home run, and now you think the game's all over with. And Bednar's coming into the game, which is exactly why you think the game's all over with. And Connor, Bednar did not look too good tonight. No, he missing his spots a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. It was he threw a lot of pitches tonight. <laughs> 24 in total. Really? Wow, because like... <laughs> Wait, let me refresh. Let me just make sure that's correct. Yeah, 24. But it's, wow. it seemed like more than that. Yeah, no, because like, like the entirety of that was to two batters. <laughs> right. There was like 17 foul balls <laughs> two with two batters. Yeah, no, especially... um. The pitch that Goldschmidt fouled off that was like three inches above the zone, I, I was just like, oh. <laughs> how do you foul that off, man? Just do us a solid swing and miss. Right. Yeah, I mean, so Benart, leadoff walk. Walks aren't good. Leadoff walk. You're only up by one. And then he hits a batter. So, again, like he's not looking sharp. He was missing a lot. As you mentioned, a lot of balls. And then, I mean, Newbar comes up, battled, battled, battled. I mean, I'll give it to David Bednar. He battled as well. Like, he fought through it. And that's the one of the things we talked, especially early in the season, I felt. Like, even when Bednar wasn't on, the dude found ways to get out and win the game. And that's, like, again, what happened tonight. And I think there's a little bit of – I'm not worried, but he hasn't looked as sharp recently that i feel like there's more moments where he looks sharp opposed to he being sharp and there's moments he doesn't yes if that makes i would sense. agree but dude battles and he finds ways and that's like i said like the moments he was doing it early in the season he would find ways to get out and that's what happened tonight he found ways he got new bar looking then he has goldschmidt ground out to win the game yeah <laughs> and again i Big sigh of relief <laughs> because I did not want to have to after the after that awfulness of a game, I did not want to have to come on here and talk about a pirate's loss. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was nervous. I even tweeted, I was like, they're gonna have to keep Palacios in so he can go ahead and run in the eleventh again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily that didn't have to happen. <laughs> But um, no, as another Joshua says, you know, he's not getting the many whiffs on the fastball the first half. And like, I'm kind of feeling that too. I don't know the numbers right now, but like just from memory and even today, like he only had one whiff on 15 total swings. That's not just the fastball. He had none. Zero swing and misses, nine swings on the fastball, but just one in total. Like, I don't feel like he's getting a whole lot of swing and misses these days. Yeah. It just the whiffs kind of weren't there. They haven't been there. The, the strikeouts are down a little bit. Are you concerned with it? Or not, is this just not really? Because he's been good for three years and he was 
extremely good in the first half. It's just, you know, maybe that arm's getting... I'm, I'm not really worried. So I guess where I'm at, and this isn't like a total worry, and there's built-in excuses for all parts. But you saw his second half not being that good last year, which you can account for workload mostly, right? And you're kind of seeing it again this year, which I think you also can account a little bit for workload, a little bit, um, especially right now. But it's a little bit, it's something I'm keeping my eye on. You know, like if he goes next year and has this happen again, maybe he's just not a second half dude. I mean, he's still good. Like I will still take the other Ben or second half amongst many players, you know, but like, and that's the thing too, like his first half, which is incredibly awesome. But he, you are he seeing his first few months row. were Eric Gagne esque. Yeah. Yeah. So like, again, that's where I'm at. And like Jim here, like, says, our, fra- like our frame of reference for, are we concerned about Bednar is like so unbelievably high that like he's not blowing games. He's, you know, finding a way to get out. And we're like, you know, all concerned about him. I'm, I'm not. Again, I'm not, but I'm, I'm in watch mode. I'm in, it's like, this is on my radar right now. And again, as I mentioned, He's still a good pitcher. Like second half, David Benar is still is still good, right? Yeah. But I also think, like as a Pirates fans and as this organization goes and such, we kind of need David Benar to be perfect. That's kind of the problem. Yeah, you need him to be perfect. So when he's not perfect, it's like oh shit. <laughs> but anyways, again, just something to bring up of note is all I'm, I'm alluding to here. Um, but okay, enough of the pitching. That's pretty much the game. What is your overall take? What about the offense here? Another multi-hit game for Pagaro. He's just on fire. He's been very good. And he he actually goes up there trying to hit. Yeah. No, he's not looking to work walks. He's looking to hit. He's looking to make contact. He is swinging the bat. Was he, I'm not going to say they were robbed, but I think they're both good catches. Did Walker make a really good catch on him and Newt Bar tonight? I forgot. I know Newt Bar did it at the end. I believe. I don't know about Walker. I think that might have been Endy. I know Walker got Endy. Yeah. I know Walker did get Endy, but I feel like he might have got Arrow too. I'm not sure. And the only reason I bring it up, like he did go two for five, no strikeouts. Newbar made a really good play on him, which really started out as, as a bad read to begin with. But Newbar made a good catch to get him out, which was, I forget how far that went. I mean, it's almost to the warning track. Um, so hard hit ball. And I feel like Walker did as well. So if the chat remembers or not, but he was like, he's seeing the ball well. He's hitting the ball well. Uh, we're at eight hits in the last five games in Missouri, as I point out. Uh, Andy with a couple hard hits today. Uh, just mm-hmm. one hit to show for it, though. He's putting together some, he's put together really good at bats. You know, I don't know when the production is going to come, but I'm, I'm not worried that it's going to come because he looks like a major league player. He doesn't look like a 650 OPS player. That's fair. Also, to talk him up a little bit, good read on the Miguel Andor hit. 
I mean, he was at first base. Andor hits that double. I good read on. He just took off, able to score. Big run there. Let's see who else. McCutcheon had a really good day. Uh, two walks, one hit, uh, one RBI, big RBI. Um, he's just an on-base machine. What's his on-base yep. up to now? 373, okay. 761 OPS. Average is a little down, but, you know, he's still getting on base. He had a really bad June or July, though, too. So, like, but he was getting on base then. Just the average is really down in July. But he's been playing much better since then. Uh, but you are right. Getting on base, of course, he got hit at the end there, too. So he was on base all day long, it seemed. Um, oh, also, didn't he? No, never mind. Because they didn't get a stolen base. Um, but yeah, you saw, talk about yeah, the big RBI. Another thing that's weird. Um, the Pirates are not nearly as aggressive on the bases as they were. Yeah. It's been it's been weird because like I only noticed it in like the past week or so that just they're just not as aggressive as they were, which I mean <laughs> maybe is good because they were getting thrown out. We know when the season started off, Hayes was getting caught stealing right and left. Bay was getting caught stealing right and left. But when you think about that, Bay hasn't been as aggressive and he's been getting on base. Um, I don't really just noticed that until you mentioned it, but I think you're right. Like I don't. Oh, I'm definitely granted, right. You know, when you're getting on base and scoring a lot in April, you can steal a lot of bases. And when you're not getting on base, like you are in June, July, and August, and September, <laughs> yeah, you're less apt to get risks, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, but at any rate, yeah, like I said, Kutch gets on base, a big RBI. Like you mentioned, big RBI last night. So he had two really big RBIs and back-to-back games against the Cardinals. Uh, when he only had like what three in the month of June. So. Yeah, Kutch has been performing a lot better. Do we have um, to talk about Andahar's double? It was a big double. I don't know why he's here. He started the second day he's here. I think that had more to do with maybe Palacios, although he did pinch hit. But Palacios was scratched That's last night. Thing. I'm not – if Andahar's on the roster, like I'm obviously not okay with him hitting sixth ahead of Pagaro. Like if anything, hit him eighth. However, um, it's just I'm not that mad about him getting playing time if he's on the roster. Because right now with Davis Hurt, the situation you have is that if you start Joe in right field, then Revis plays first. If you sit Revis because he's awful and you play Joe at first, then it's Palacios or, or Andujar in right field. So no matter what you do, there's going to be somebody who is generally a waste of time playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would prefer that to be Revis because he's the least bad out of all of them. But get Swinsky and right, Connor Joe at first, Bay at center. Yeah, Swinsky's doing a whole lot better. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a lose lose lose. I get it. I get it. 
Yeah, but so like rate, I, can't, I can't I can't even force myself to get mad about it because there there's just no way to win. Now that said, I don't know who Jared Triolo pissed off to not be here right now. I don't know why Vinny Capra, Alfonso Rivas, and you know Miguel Andahar are all here over him when he at least showed he was competent in his time here. Um, mm-hmm. And the argument that I continuously hear is is playing time. He needs consistent reps. Well, if his career path is likely as a bench player, which I think it is, and I think everybody, you know, well, not everybody, but most reasonable people seem to think that his role is that of a bench player. Why yeah. does he need consistent reps? <laughs> if a if a bench player needs consistent reps to be good and can't handle inconsistent playing time, they're not a very good bench player. Yeah, I mean, like, I look at it this way. I would rather him get more at-bats than not. But I think you can find that on this team when you have Miguel Andujar and Rivas and Capra. You know, like you're listing these names. Not to mention Williams. You can find playing time. And the fact is, so you're probably going to get Brian Hayes' day off, right? As we saw, he had a day off before the day off, right? You're going to want to monitor that back. I totally get it. Absolutely. No, I get it. I'm not having any qualms about Brian Hayes getting rest days. So he's going to back up third base here and there. Alika Williams isn't all that good. He's not all that good. Alika Williams is terrible. So you can you can find him at second, short. Like there's ways to get him into the lineup. There absolutely is. Uh, but with that said, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just more bizarre roster management. And we've just seen bizarre roster management kind of pretty much all year since the start. You know, they they came in and it was just like there isn't a real center fielder on this team. And there hasn't been all year. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so I do, I do want to point out someone else right now. Uh, G1 Bay, he does go two for four today. I'm not saying he's he's playing well, but he seemed to be playing a bit better than when he was sent down originally. Well, we got the injury first off um, and the minors. He has a good two for today. He's come with some big hits too on this road trip. Uh, so again, like shout out words do he's been playing a little bit better of recent. He just, he needs to be stealing bases for me to be willing to say he's worth anything because even though he's playing better, his OPS in the last seven games is still under 700. Yeah, and that's why I say, like, when you look at his actual call-up, like, since he's been called back up on the 18th, it's not great. 244 average, 340 on base, 341 slugging. Um, but that's what I'm getting at. Like, the strikeouts are down a little bit. The walks, like, he's he's walking. The strikeouts you can kind of live with. You want it lower than what it is. You want him to hit better. But, uh, like, he is getting on base a bit. But, yeah, like, only two stolen bases, 47 plate appearances, I feel like, yeah, like as as bad as he was early, you still want to see him being more aggressive on the plate, on the bases. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just like, even 
because I'm pretty convinced that this is G1 Bay's that the current version of G1 Bay that we're seeing is the best it gets for him offensively. So he kind of needs to play a decent defense and steal a whole lot of bases when he's on. And he's just not doing the stealing bases part of that. Right. Yeah, so again, like, does that come down to a G1 Bay thing, or does that come down to a Pirates thing? Like you said, like, the team hasn't I, I don't, been that aggressive I don't recently. And... The team overall hasn't been as aggressive, but he was caught. he was getting caught stealing a lot. Because everybody knew he was going. Well, and he just was making dumb decisions, too. I mean, let's be honest. He was just making some really, really dumb decisions. Yeah, he was. Um, he forgot but, how to run bases. Like, literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, not even the stealing part. Like, just running bases he was making some stupid decisions with. I thought we. I thought this was going to be a positive show, Donardo. Well, it is. But, again, like, to talk about Bay, like, that's what he was doing <laughs> previously. So that's why, like, there's still hope and optimism with him. Like, that was really dumb stuff. So I don't know if that's why, like, again, is it the organization? Is it the team strategy right now are being super conservative now in the base pass? Or is it the Juwan Bay or whatnot? But, like, you are right. I would like to see him being a little more aggressive. And with that, like, see if that is now gone, like the stupid mistakes he's been making. Because I'm seeing less of that. Like, there was really, really bad defense and stuff beforehand. And even though he made some really outstanding plays in the outfield, it seemed mostly is because it was – it began by a really, really terrible read that led to looking good, right? And so far, very small sample. There hasn't been a whole lot of challenging plays, but he's looked confident in the in outfield again. Um, like, I haven't seen terrible defense by him as of yet that I can recall. Terrible yeah. base running. You know, so that's, what, that's what I'm kind of alluding to here. Like, he is legitimately awful in the infield, though. He's, like, <laughs> pretty unplayable there. But so far in his time up, where I think the first time he came up, you just saw moments where it was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I think he's at least mitigated that part, which is a benefit so far. But it's like the Jack Sawinski thing where it's like, if you're not swinging at all, you know, how do we know that you're never exposing that you can't hit? Yeah, we'll find out. So, so I, mean, I don't, I don't know if he's like actually a better base runner now or if he's just like, they're never giving him the steal sign. And he, they, they've sat him down and like told him every time you you take a stolen base attempt, you will be fined or anything like that. You know. <laughs> well, I want to see more out of him so you can see if he has that, right? But uh, again, all I'm going to with, with Bay is so far, it's been better than the first time up. That's a step. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, yeah, like, it is what it is. Wasn't too much here offensively. Again, it, it was when it was needed and those little bunches at least, here. Yeah. But <laughs> at least he isn't being picked off first base. Because that was a problem. Yeah. Cause he was just not very good at reading pitchers' first moves. Which is something that if you're a would-be mass base stealer, you probably should be better at. Right. Yep, yep. So, I don't know. With that said, when we were 35 minutes deep, um, Pirates win. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up here? Um, yeah, they moved to 63 and 74? 73? 74? I don't know. I actually don't know. Let me double check. I think 63 and 73. 
Yeah. 63 and 73. So congratulations on the Pirates on avoiding 100 losses this year. Good for them. I know a lot of people are going to go, that's improvement. And I'm just going to, yep. From now on, I'm going to keep my mouth shut about that. This month will be interesting. I think it could be more interesting than they're giving us, but it'll still be interesting. Like You still want to see how the guys that matter finish out, play out. And again, I mean, it is five wins in a row. Now, granted, it's the Royals and Cardinals. They're bad teams. But so are the Pirates, right? They found a way to win five games in a row so far. Uh, I mean, that's that's big. Like they're they're winning. Like I said, I'm not finding. I can't help, go up here and say they're playing good baseball, but they're winning baseball games, and that matters. Like you know, like winning does, does. matter for the stretch, and they are doing it. So like I'll, I'll I'm giving them that at least for sure. I'll give them that too. I'll you know what I won't say is that this is the team that they are because they're not. This isn't a 500 roster. They're playing above their heads. And that's fine. This, this, it's that's fine, and that's good. I will take that. It's just that a rotation with that Rob Z is opening games with, and Cody Bolton is finishing them, is not a very good pitching staff. It's just not. It's it's not even a competent one. Well, they do return tomorrow. Uh, it, like tomorrow. If this team lost 15 straight, would anybody be surprised? That's hard to do, though. I, I would be surprised. Yes. If they lo- really okay, if they do. lost 15 <laughs> straight, I would be slightly surprised. But if they lose like 15 of 20, no, 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 you wouldn't be surprised at all because that's the quality of roster that this is, which is why them playing 500 ball is them playing above their heads. And I look at this way. The thing is like what the second half presents is there's a lot of variability. You know, I think I've talked about this a little bit, mostly on Twitter, but with the young guys, like they could hit their stride and play well, or they could struggle and struggle. You know, like there's a lot of variance with this roster right now because it is more inexperienced players. And then the rest is filled with your and Andor's and whatnot, which is just bad. Right. So, like you said, like they could go, they could go fifteen and twenty. I'd be a little bit surprised, but they go five and twenty. I'd be a little bit surprised, also. So, right now, again, it's five in a row. Kudos to them. They play tomorrow, and tomorrow is uh, Oviedo, correct? Starting. Yes, I believe so. So, Oviedo revenge game. Uh, there is that at least, and uh, hey, if he's been known to pitch very well and pitch very bad, so he pitches very well tomorrow. It could be two sweeps, and the Pirates win six in a row. That's, again. Absolutely. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Especially because Oviedo is one of the two pitchers that are actually good. Right. Well, there is only two pitchers on the rotation right now. <laughs> are you but telling let's me get out you're not intrigued said. enough by Andre Jackson <laughs> to call him a, a real pitcher? We'll find out. Anyways. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, Jim and Tyler will be on the post game. It's a two o'clock start to something. Yep. So uh, we'll see you then. Yeah. Bye bye. Peace.
Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.